3: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It
4: is the Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. I'm all hopped up tonight. I'm all hopped up. I have more on the death of everything. That's a really fun theme. It's a good, what, Chris? I think it's a good theme. I, I think it is. It's maybe not a feel-good theme, but it's a good theme. Not everything can be feel-good, like the Anti-Communist Manifesto, which is available now for pre-sale. What, Chris? At jessikellybook.com. It's available for pre-sale. You have to let people know or they don't know. It's only the great, the second greatest book ever. Sorry, Jesus. The second greatest book ever. I almost I almost misspoke there. All right, a couple emails before I get back to the phones. and the death of everything. Hi, Jesse. I'm listening to your rant about the woke NFL, and I agree. Have you considered being a horse racing fan? The horses aren't woke at all. It takes place in Kentucky. That's from Eric. I went to a horse race once. Uh, That's where I got the green, lime green seersucker suit. It's a famous suit at this point in time. It's famous because, well, I wear it a lot of places now, and the wife is horrified, but whenever I get a chance, I wear it. It's amazing how airy seersucker is i'll tell you though we did we did it wrong when we went to the horse races i'll get back to the phone calls here in a second and the, and, and and the uh, death of everything but we were living in dc at the time remember when i got done losing two congressional races i moved to dc for a year in dc i believe it's called the gold cup look that up boys i think that's what it's called there's a it's a big deal back there a, a horse race called the gold cup and i'd never been to a horse race but it always looks fun everyone's always yelling and having fun and cheering we decided we were going to go to this thing. And one of my buddies who used to live in D.C. said, yeah, it, it is the Gold Cup, Michael. All right, it is the Gold Cup. It is the Gold Cup. And one of my buddies who used to live in D.C. said, hey, you should go to this horse race. And I said, okay, but I don't. I, money's a little tight because remember, we were dead broke there. Uh, money's really tight. And he said, no, no, no. There's this tour bus. You show up at some place in D.C. Everyone gets on. It's really fun. You take, a, you take the tour bus with everyone else out to the race. I think, okay, bus travel is generally not great. I've sadly had to do it a few times in my life, but it's okay to be fun. I show up. Yeah, that's exactly right, Michael. I was too old. I was probably 28, 29, 30 at the time, so not old. But I show up, and it turns out this tour bus that my buddy remembered so fondly, it was the one he took when he was in college there, in a fraternity there. I showed up, and I was the oldest person by several years on the bus. Everybody was blasted drunk but me and the wife, and that was on the way there. On the way back, people are screaming, singing, peeing, puking. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. That said, I did love the race itself and I totally want to go to the Kentucky Derby in some big horse races and put on fancy clothes, and I'm going to wear wear—I'm gonna have a corncob pipe. I'm not going to smoke anything, but I'm going to have a corncob pipe for effect and all that stuff. Oh, you know what? No, I am going to smoke something. I got to put tobacco in there because I have to blow the smoke rings out there. I don't know if I'll be able to blow smoke rings, but look, if Dome can do it, anyone can do it. I'm going to blow some smoke rings out there. So I want to get into horse racing. That's not a bad idea. I don't know that it's ever going to replace football, but. All right, let's, let's focus here. David, Oregon, what are you doing with
1: your billion dollars? Hey, Jesse, I've been thinking about this a couple of years. I got a good one. But first, can we do some business? Can you feed the bar for my anti-communist Pure Talk phone?
4: Oh, my gosh, of course, for Pure Talk. <laughs> oh, it feels good. Go ahead, David.
2: All right. So I want to put on a big outdoor concert, have a bunch of big name bands, go out and screen some unemployed people and homeless people and bring them in there, have haircuts, shoes, clothes, a big job fair, and get these people taken care of and have a big party.
1: Okay. Okay. Um,
4: Do we want the homeless people at our concert? You notice I've already invited myself to our concert and I'm not against homeless people, but are we, are we worried about the smell
1: or anything? Well, that's why we're screening them, but we'll have showers, too. But we don't want, you know, commie com- homeless people. We want people who want a better life. Ah.
4: I got you. Okay, you know what? I support it. I'll be there. I'll be there. It's concert time, baby. Mosh pit. Of course, you end up in a mosh pit with some poor homeless guy who hasn't eaten, and you end up running him over and feeling bad. Oh, no, I gave him a concussion instead of a job, and that I can see this going bad quickly. But anyway, it's Okay. All right, we're going to make fun of Don Lemon in a second, so don't be too uncomfortable. William in Florida, go.
2: I would take all my family members, and I would buy a island in the middle of nowhere, and I would take them all there and get away from all these crazy, crazy liberals, and that's what I would do. And I was in the Navy for 24 years, for, so thank you for serving as well. I was a Navy chief for 24 years. I I was on an island, Diego Garcia, and mm-hmm. it was the best 14 months of my life, man. <laughs> I was on, my man,
4: are. I love the private island. Uh, uh, if I got a billion, if I was a billionaire, I would build a private island and I would have some only not like a lame one. Where you know how they go build? The, see, this is what I'm talking about. Why billionaires don't have any fun? They build, a, they get a private island and they'll put just a nice house on there, dude. It's your island. Why not have like, like a, what, siege towers or something like that? I would have the sickest bunker that would go deep down into the bed of the ocean. I'd have a pond with crocodiles in it that I would feed, well, pedophiles to or something, somebody, whatever. It'd be sweet. What, Chris? Yeah, kind of like Dr. Evil. Yes, I'd do it in a volcano. A hundred percent, yes. That's how that's supposed to be done. But all these rich people, they, they get so lame. You get a private island, and then it's, uh, oh, we brought in an architect and built something nice. Dude, build a castle. Who doesn't want a medieval castle? Hey, How sick would that look on a private island? You come up, and there's some medieval castle coming out of the sky. And then I'd have real cannons in there, and I'd have people, man, the cannons, or whatever they said. Whenever the cannons come in, there are boats coming by, and boom, you could fire off the cannons at the boats. Gosh, that's awesome. Mike, what are you doing with your billion dollars? I'm going to spend it on cocaine and hookers, and then I'm going to waste the rest. That's my man. That's my
2: man. Joe in Florida. Go. Hey, I would housing feed homeless veterans. I would send a letter to
0: the federal government telling them I did it. Why couldn't you? And then I would start businesses that, uh, that I would only hire older white men, and I would not sell any goods or services to any minority or a leftist group.
4: You're not going to sell any goods to minorities? Why? General principles. Joe, I don't think your business is going to do very well, buddy. I don't think your business is going to do very well. See, this is the, this is the problem. But, but look, you know what? Let's talk about this for a second. This is what happens in a society like this when you have the cultural Marxists agitating for race all the time they agitate and they agitate and they agitate and don't get me wrong i think joe should be allowed to start a business and serve only who he wants i'm a huge believer in discrimination discriminate against anybody but you'd go out of business probably the free market would probably determine uh i don't want to don't want to shop there so he'd go out of business but when you endlessly agitate for race when everything is this, and it's and it's here's the black section on Amazon, and it's the black national anthem, and oh, we have the U.S. of gay. Let's do the gay flag. Do we have enough gay? It's got to be gay. And when everything is an endless division and 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 and, and creating tension between people, these people matter, mad at these people. These people, we deserve special treatment for this. We deserve this. We deserve that. Well, what's going to happen? You're going to see it in the future. I actually totally understand what he was saying. I I get what he's saying, general principle, because I'm hearing a lot more of this. I'm hearing a lot more of the, well, screw them. Well, screw them. Well, I'll keep to my own. There's a lot of that now. It's creating tension everywhere. There's gonna, You know there's going to be some kind of a white backlash for all this endless agitation, right? It's inevitable. People will only take so much. It's coming. 877 377 Maybe it's coming for Don Lemon. That's a fun story. Talk about that and then get back to your billionaire calls right as soon as I tell you about the idiot dog that I have because someone wanted to know. Jesse, can't help but ask why you named, why the name Fred for your pooch. Anyway, guys goes on to tell me the names of his dog. He said he'd never heard the name Fred. said he's addicted to the show. That's a good thing. Okay, I didn't name the stupid dog. I didn't want the stupid dog. I wanted the boys to have a dog. And the wife wanted them to have a dog. And she talked me into having a dog. And it turns out we found one that my oldest son could be around because of that uh, hair pet allergy. And so we go get this stupid golden doodle. And now he's just this big fluffy idiot who is constantly, constantly asking for attention. The the second I get home tonight, he's going to come throw himself on me again, idiot. Anyway, I didn't name the dog. The kids named the dog because only the boys would think of the name Fred for a freaking dog. So that's how he got the name. At least he doesn't puke anymore. Thank you, Rough Greens. Courtesy of Rough Greens, the nutritional supplement we pour on his breakfast every single morning. Fred doesn't have an upset stomach anymore because, of course, I would get the only dog in the world with anxiety disorders and things like that who pukes up everything. But he doesn't do that anymore. He's actually going to stick around longer. And I have Rough Greens to thank for that. So thank you, Rough Greens. If you would like your puppy to be a little healthier, go to roughgreens.com slash Jesse for a free jumpstart trial bag. Roughgreens.com slash Jesse. I've got an animal inside of me. This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse
3: Kelly Show. It is. The Jesse
4: Kelly Show reminding you, you can email the show, your love, your hate, your death threats, everything can be emailed to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. The death of everything. Don Lemon, Don Lemon got his job at CNN because he's black and gay. How do I know this? Because he's so bad at TV. Let me, I've explained this before a long time ago, but it's been a long time and I realize we have about 8 trillion new listeners. So let me explain this. Then we get back to these calls about what we're going to do with your billion dollars. In TV, you know, I do a TV show every night to 9 o'clock Eastern on the first TV. You can watch it on direct TV and whatnot. Anyway, in TV, TV is different than radio. In radio, and I love this, I love this about radio. Radio, it's every single segment matters a lot. Why? Because most people don't sit down and listen. It's a three hour show, like two hours if you listen to the podcast or something like that. People don't sit down and listen for that long. Most people, not some do, but most don't. Normally, I'd say half the listeners. You have them for about twenty minutes. They're in the car on the way to work, picking up school, but whatever. Got them for about twenty minutes, so you have to make sure every single segment is one that you like, one that you're happy with, proud of. That's why I just aimlessly ramble. Anyway, that's radio. With TV, it's not that way. TV. When you watch a TV show, any kind of a cable news show, whatever you watch, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, the first TV which you should be watching every night, whatever, whatever you watch, you should understand what you're watching. The the open of the show is called the A block. That's the A block. And then they go to commercial. Then the second one's the B block and C block and so on and so forth. All right. So that's how they do it. They front load the show and it goes in order of importance. For what they think is most important. What they think you will watch the most. The open of a TV show, of a cable news show, always has the most eyes. And slowly but surely, no matter what, it's just the way it goes, the eyes go down as the show goes on, all right? Most important thing is first, second most important thing is second, so on and so forth. Don Lemon had a major primetime show on CNN, which is a big deal. I know we mock CNN, but it's still a big deal. And he was so bad at his job that they used to have Chris Cuomo stay over after he finished his show, which was right before Lemons. He would stay over and do Don Lemon's A block with him, essentially telling Don Lemon, this is the most most important part of the show and you suck so bad, you suck so hard that you need help. Like we have we have to bring in help. We didn't you need training wheels because we can't afford to just let you doofus do the open of your own show. You realize what an insult that is. Honestly, if, if if the first called me right now while I'm on the air, hey Jesse, I probably wouldn't answer to be honest if I'm on the air. But they called when I'm off the air, and they said, hey Jesse, uh, just a heads up. You know how we brought Liz Wheeler onto the first? Hey, we're gonna see, we're gonna have uh, Liz start staying over for just the a block of your show. Just so she can do your A block with you, that would essentially be like telling me you suck and you really need to quit. It's that big of an insult. So Don Lemon sucked it up there and eventually got so bad he got moved to CNN this morning. Headline, CNN this morning is the network's lowest rated morning show in a decade. The death of everything. And that's what's crazy is we're not just talking about some small Jerkwater College campus. These are major corporations, governments, billions, trillions at stake, lives at stake. And yet they still make decisions based on diversity. And no matter how much it kills them and how much it kills Don Lemon, I don't know what that guy has to do to get fired, but... Apparently, he's black enough and gay enough, so they're just going to keep moving him around like a game of musical chairs to find out which show he's going to suck it up on the most. The death of everything. Not quite as important as that new group of diversity hire pilots out there and surgeons, but still just another great example of exactly what we're talking about. All right. Mike in Mississippi, go.
2: I'm buying controlling interest premier network and I'm making Jesse Kelly come to work every day baby so get ready to work (laughs) you know what Mike
4: I have been at work every single day with the exception of Christmas vacation I have been at work every day okay there was one day last week well that wasn't anything I can do about it There, there hasn't been a day this week Chris it's Monday there's been one day since Christmas time I haven't been here one day see this is this is not right, how y'all treat me. Johnny, Jersey, go. You already fed the bar for the pure talk, so give me the cock. Or no, give yourself the cock. I We took it off. We had the cock in the shop, and then we took it off because we never used it. I don't have the cock anymore. I had the cannon and a couple other things. There's no more cock. Aww. I'm sorry, Johnny. Go on. I We're cockless. I two
0: things. First, I take my two adult sons over to Rio de Janeiro, monaco and amsterdam and party along the way secondly i'd staff up my band and road crew get a couple of buses and a truck and play live music in every little town we could over the course of four or five years or until it got old
4: taking your sons to rio de janeiro and amsterdam johnny must have a different relationship with his sons than i have with mine raymond and in indiana go
2: Jesse, I'm going to make the world a better place. I'm going to pay moms with newborn boys to name their boys Jesse, and if they have girls, it'll have to be Jesse Cuff. But, but wait, there's more. If the child, if the newborn child is red-haired, they got to name it Chris. <laughs>
4: That's so perfect. Yes, I like his idea the most. We are gonna be back eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three with more of what you would do with a billion. But I'll tell you one thing: you should do now, since you don't have a billion, and neither do I. Call done for you real estate, so we don't all get wiped out in the market again this year. And remember, remember things you can touch and feel. That home that done for you real estate will find for you. They'll line up the financing for you. Handle the closing. They'll even handle the rental process. You don't do anything. Hence the name. That house, it's always going to have value. Even at the outbreak of World War III, the Great Depression Part Two. the house still holds value. Go to doneforyoujesse.com and start protecting your money, all right? com. Don't forget it. We are going to be back with more of what you do with your billions, but first, what do we make of yet another thing shot out of the sky? Good grief. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly show reminding you if you missed any part of the show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Now, before I get back to your billionaire calls, I want to do a couple emails and we got to do these things that are shot down because I have something I need to say. I talked a long time ago and I've talked several times since about us losing trust in our institutions and how dangerous that is. And the elites don't treat it as if it's dangerous at all. They don't do anything to try to earn the trust back. Whenever the CDC screws up, they double down, they triple down, they threaten. They, they, all of our institutions, they're all this way now. They've lost our trust, huge percentages of the country. None of them have made any effort to get it back. And I keep warning that it will end a nation if that doesn't change. Because you have to, just as a human being... You have to rely on certain institutions. Again, to go back to this hypothetical 100-person village that you and I both live in, out in the outback somewhere, even a small village would have institutions. We would have somebody who is in charge of, let's say, intelligence gathering. What are the, what's the other tribe doing next door? Are they angry? Are they hostile? Are, there, are the animals on the move? Are they, I, as being a member of that village... I need to be able to trust that what that person tells me is true. And if we get to a place where I don't trust him anymore, and I think whatever he tells me is not true, how do we continue? Where do we go from there? The guy who's in charge of uh, the drinking water in the village. Hey, Jesse, drinking water's good to go. You and the fam go down, clean it up in the bucket. What if I don't trust him? What if he's lost my trust? How do we go on? Societies, this is how they worked. You don't trust your institutions anymore. I don't trust our institutions anymore. It's going to come with dire consequences. And the system doesn't seem to wrap its mind around that. They think they can scold and lecture and shame and censor their way back to trust. But that's not how trust works. Trust must be earned. For instance, headline, Military shoots down unidentified flying object over Lake Huron. Huron, by the way, very cool Indian tribe. If you're into Indian tribes, as I very much am, very cool Indian tribe. Didn't get the best publicity with that movie, Last of the Mohicans, which is a sweet movie, but really, really cool Indian tribe, even though, yes, they did burn people alive. But anyway, Lake Huron, they shoot something down. They've been shooting things down all over the place now. Alaska, Canada, Lake Huron. And what's happening? What are you seeing out there right now? And maybe you're just now tuning into the news, but if you've been watching all day or paying attention or you've been on social media today, you know what you've seen a ton of, a ton of theories about what it is. What was it? Is it Chinese? Was it Russia? Was it actually aliens? I bet it was one of ours. I bet they didn't even shoot down anything. I, I bet it was this. I bet it was that. Could be Venezuela. Could be Iran. We don't. Why? Why are there all these different theories? And look, I'm sure somebody's correct. I don't know what's right and what's wrong, but why are there all these theories? Well, because we don't trust anything they tell us. And that has become a very, very, very big problem because I want you to just walk with me here for a second. What if we do go into World War III, which we've been talking about a lot lately, and I pray to God that doesn't happen, and I'm not telling you that's some inevitable thing, but it's... The drums are beating for sure, slowly, but the the things you're seeing right now, that's kind of how these things get rolling. What if there is one? I want you to imagine this. There was just one thing shot down over Lake Huron and nobody believes the official story, or I should say at least half the country doesn't believe it. We think they're lying about this or covering up this or lying about that, understandably. Now expand that to a world war, and I'm not talking about some global war on terror conflict where we're bombing the daylights out of some power that isn't as technologically advanced as ours. I'm talking about a real big boy near peer opponent. That's what I'm talking about. What would you believe? Would you believe anything? Think, think how crazy that is. See, it's more real now, isn't it? Now do you think about what the loss of trust in your institutions means? World War III breaks out and the Biden administration tomorrow, they show up and they say, oh, we have lost an aircraft carrier, but it was not shot down by the Chinese. There was uh, some sort of, it hit something in the middle of the ocean and went down. Now, what if that was true? What if it wasn't true? You wouldn't believe them. You wouldn't believe anything they said about anything. Why? Because they've all been lying all the time. This is the problem, a problem that actually hasn't been fully realized yet. They, they cost all the trust. They gave up all their trust we had in them once Trump got elected and we saw how they treated him. And then once COVID came, that was really, those were really the two fatal shots for trust in our institutions. So now the trust is gone. But what we have not experienced yet, and we will, is the real cost of that. There will be a real cost. There will be a real cost to the American people, understandably, not believing a word that comes from their institutions, not the CDC, not the media, not the government, not the FBI, not the Pentagon, but we won't believe a word of it. Now think how that goes. Think, think how that would have been in World War II. Our boys have a, our boys have, a, they've, they've, they've taken, they've landed on the beaches of France what a great day. And instead of the whole nation celebrating, woohoo, foothold in France, Normandy, baby. Instead, half, 60% of the country. Oh yeah, right. We probably didn't even land in France. All yeah, right. It's probably staged. Oh, you guys are lying. They're probably lying about all of it. That's the country we have now. The leader, you haven't done that. They've done that. Think about what that means. How crazy that is. Now, Think about how crazy that is and have fun sleeping at night unless you have a MyPillow 2.0 because that's the only chance you have at going to sleep now because everything I just said is true. But thankfully, MyPillow 2.0 combines the same MyPillow filler as before with temperature-regulating threads so you don't wake up with ear sweat. Yes, I've woken up with ear sweat before. Don't judge me. And they're buy one, get one free for a limited time. It's because it just came out, all right? Go To MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, buy one, get one free on the great new MyPillow 2.0. Will you be able to take your MyPillow 2.0 to combat with you once you get drafted into World War III? I don't know. I'm hoping Mike Lindell is going to come up with a travel version of it that will hopefully fit in our packs so we can at least sleep well while we're out there dying for nothing. But MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, buy one, get one free. All right, what would you do with a billion dollars. Dan,
2: Pennsylvania, go. Yeah, man. I would buy the baddest ass tour bus that I could ever afford without dollars, and I'd buy me a big, fast boat and a beer truck, and me and my buddies
0: would go fishing all over this great country.
4: Gosh, that's such a fantastic answer. And you know what? Credit for Dan, credit to Dan for staying with the theme of it. Status. Is, that is what I'm talking about. Something sick you would do with a billion dollars. I'm buying that nuclear silo. We saw that one time, Chris, from that guy in Kansas. Remember, it was like six hundred thousand dollars or something. It was a lot of money. We can't afford it. But but I'm buying that nuclear silo and I'm going to have that thing so tricked out and sweet. Gosh, it's going to be great. I might put actual nukes in there. I'm a billionaire. I'll bribe somebody. What, Chris? How would I get them? How could I get nukes? If the freaking Chinese can get them, I can get them. All right. I I've I know people, Chris. I'll get nukes. Don't tell me I can't have nukes. Jonathan, Tennessee, go.
1: I would buy every house in Nancy Pelosi's neighborhood, and I would paint Donald Trump's face over every single house.
4: <laughs> that's a great call. Now, that's a great call. <laughs> All
1: right. We're
3: going
4: to get, uh, there's one more little tidbit about that shoot down of the unidentified flying object uh, over Lake Huron there's another part of it that you should probably know and honestly I thought about not even telling you because it's so bad but but it's important that everybody knows oh my gosh All all right, I'll tell you that thing and then we get to emails and I'll try to finish up these calls and then headlines I didn't get to and I realize that's a lot to get to but shut up Chris we can do it hang on he doesn't
2: care if you believe him but he's right jesse kelly
4: it is the jesse kelly show you know i was talking about the death of everything earlier and uh, I was talking about pilots bringing it all home and my buddy chris rufo just posted something columbia university maybe you've heard of it one of the elite universities in america at their graduation ceremony they're currently talking about diversity equity and, and inclusion the death of everything. Now, I brought this up to you before. Allow me to bring it up to you again. Your medical institutions are dying too, and they're dying quickly, if not already dead. There's, it's very, very difficult to find good medical care now in this country. It is really important that you and I, and I'm, I'm speaking more to myself to, than you, honestly, that you and I take care of our health. Better care than we have before. Why? because we've had an entire life where we can go to the doctor when something's wrong we are quickly getting to if not we're already at a place where that's not the case at all and you're gonna have to treat yourself or just try to avoid the doctors for the best stay healthy work out all right drink water when i say work out i'm not some workout freak go for a walk all right do some push-ups whatever work out lift weights Eat a little better, Jesse. I'm talking to me here. Eat a little better. I'm, I'm getting better. I have a long way. I need to go a long way. But the more I see from our medical community, the more I am convinced I need to stay the heck away from doctors in this country. Hey, look, look, when I tell you to get your levels checked, that's what you need to use them for. Go get your levels checked, by the way. Check your blood pressure. Check your cholesterol stuff. Check your testosterone levels. And then once you get those things back, Find natural solutions to them. Chalk is right there for you. I tell you, I think maybe I've cheated you a little bit. I tell you all the time about the male vitality stack, but that's because that's what I take, or the female vitality stack. It's because so many of our female listeners, that's what they've taken, that there there are more products for more ailments or things or imbalances on chalk than you can possibly count, and they're all natural. Not only are they hardcore anti-communists, they're natural herbal supplements. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE, gets you 35% off every subscription, no matter what you subscribe to. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE, all right? Here's a little tidbit. That uh, thing we shot down over Lake Huron, we missed with the first missile. We shot a Sidewinder missile at it, and not only did we miss, um, <clears throat> they don't know where the missile is. That seems like that might be a pretty important thing to track down, I would say. Hey, Mom, check out this log. Do we still need firewood? I, I, I think that that's probably important to find the Sidewinder missile. But again, this, this is along the same theme. The death of everything. Is this because we had diversity hire pilots, diversity hire people in charge? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe so. But in the future as we watch everything rot around us, just know it all came from the whole country focusing on what didn't matter. Not you, but all the leaders out there. All right, we're going to turn and burn through these things. Turn and burn. Sean, Mississippi, go.
2: If I had a billion dollars, the first thing I'd do is change your website to the studio line and the Please Call Us match. <laughs> what
4: number's on the website?
2: One eight eight seven three seven seven four three seven three, and then
0: your other numbers one eight seven seven. So I've been calling your studio and getting uh, <laughs> this number disconnected or no longer in service. Oh, that's so so
2: I'd uh, call it immediately.
4: That's so embarrassing, Chris. Can we fix the phone number on the website? That's so unprofessional. And this is a profession. This is a professional show, as you well know. Bruce, Boston, go.
2: Well, I can't believe I'm actually on your show, and I feel like a millionaire as I am, but I would donate quite a few million dollars to the St. Jude's Hospital. I would take a bunch of people that I know that never been around fishing, take them fishing, go swimming with dolphins, and I would have a few, quite a few um, veterans with me as well. And thank you.
4: Not bad. Not too bad. All right. Now, let's, uh, you know what? do one more here. Eddie, Tennessee, go.
2: Yeah, I would buy my own town, make sure I become the mayor. Mm-hmm. Then I would buy me a ginormous refrigerator and fill it full of all the most extravagant, expensive ice cream. Then I would pass laws that are so draconian that nobody likes them and break them all myself. And then <laughs> when the public gets mad at me, I would have somebody break in my house and whack my fowls on the the head with a blunt object and blame it on them.
4: (laughs) That's so brilliant. That's also known as Clintoning. That's That's what all that stuff is known as. (laughs) Jesse, I've always wondered how large naval vessels aren't more susceptible to attacks. They can't quickly evade. They move slowly. In an era where weapons have more or less worldwide range, how are they protected? There's a lot of different answers to this, but I will tell you this. This is something that we get confused about, I know I do. We assign too much expertise to the enemy and technology and everything today. This is what we think. This is, and Honestly, I have moments where I think like this too. We think to ourselves, China knows everything. China sees everything. And we think about that, about our own technology too. They know everything with their satellites and the the wiretapping, and they see everything and they know everything, but that's not necessarily true. Ships, I I don't think people, it's impossible to fully explain how big the ocean is. Wrap your mind around this. The Japanese fleet in Pearl Harbor, the one that came and got us in Pearl Harbor, you know they sailed from the north side of Japan, right? They sailed across the entire Pacific Ocean and arrived in Hawaii, undetected the ocean is huge that is a huge reason why these ships are safer than they should be now because of missile technology and things like that that's changing a little bit today but either way that's why ships are safer than they used to be all right one more joaquin pennsylvania go
2: Jesse kelly i would pay to be your co-host okay and this is one of the reasons why, I mean, you get it, you're the oracle, okay? But however, every now and then I do think that you get something's wrong, and I'd love to be able to say, oh, Jesse, look, you're wrong about this, or Jesse, you forgot something.
4: Joaquin, is this about the cheese balls earlier? I gave everybody a 10 cheese ball quota. What <laughs> no. am I wrong about? That's right on the money. All
2: right, listen, no, no. This whole thing about the globalist agenda, you, know, you always say "communist" with em- emphasis. See, they've, they've assigned to us Nazi and fascists, which has more bite to it. And unfortunately, yes, though, they're using the communists. It's the globalist agenda at the end that we're, we're really up against. That's one thing.
4: Well, Kim, let, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Hold on, hold on. Let me ask you something. Have you ever seen the bust that sits on the shelf of the king of the globalist agenda, Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum? Have you ever seen the bust he keeps on the shelf in his office? No, I have not. You know who it is? Vladimir uh. Lenin. Uh Vladimir Lenin. We 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 talk about, I've had I've had people yell before about oh, you need to call them globalists. Globalists and communists are the same thing. Communism, remember, from the very beginning it was workers of the world unite. And the Soviet Union as soon as the Russian revolution was over, like 5 minutes after it was over, they attacked, they started attacking Europe. They were luckily stopped right away in Poland, but they were coming for all of it. It has always been, communism has never been worker or this or worker that. It's always been the elites trying to crush all of us and seize control as this cabal of the entire planet. Globalism and communism are identical. You can use them interchangeably because they're the same. That's why. That's why. All right, let's get the headlines I didn't get to.
2: And now here's a headline. Go, you know the you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to.
4: I'm just kidding. I went too late for headlines. Sorry about that. That's all. Take it
0: easy. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States.